You're listening to the Story Shout Podcast, hosted by Kelsey Jones. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to destigmatizing failure and laughing at our normalcy. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Story Shout. My name is Kelsey Jones, and I'm here with Dr. Pete Myers. Uh, Dr. Pete and I have known each other from marketing conferences. Um, And of course, on Twitter, you're always so funny on Twitter. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So uh, Pete, what do you suck at? So according to my wife, which is true, I have absolutely no sense of direction in the car, outside, anything. I get turned around super easily. Me too. And you know what I hate when people give directions and they say like, go east at the Dairy Queen, because I... I don't, I can't do that. I don't know what directions are. Yeah, I don't know. My wife actually quizzes me like, okay, which way is west? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, you're killing me. Um, and I grew up in farm country where it was uh, a lot worse. It was like, go down a mile and then there's where the old Jones farm used to be, but it burned down. And, you know, it's like, what, what are you talking about? And stuff that isn't even there anymore. Um, like there's just like a collective cultural memory of directions. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is one of those things, like, I like to believe that I can learn things and unlearn other things. And I, I feel like at my age, at this point, it feels like something's just wrong with my brain. Like I cannot, I do not know where things are in my head. And I don't, I think I also like, I don't pay attention. Like my dad would always joke about this. Like if we were in the car driving somewhere, if we went there a hundred times and someone else drove me, I'd have no idea how to get there. Like if I went there myself a few times, I could figure it out. But it's like, I don't know. I'm always seeing a place like, oh, what that restaurant? That's new. We haven't been there. And my wife is like, that's been there for like five years. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. My husband's so good at that. Like he'll go one place once and then know how to get there. And for me, I can't, like my brain doesn't map things out. We moved to a new house in the fall of 2019 and it's a lot more like out in the country of the Kansas City metro. Mm, And it's taken me probably till about maybe three to four months ago to really like realize how the roads connect because otherwise I just know certain roads and I stick to them. But then my husband's good with like, oh, Dennis connects with the 143rd. So you can turn there. And I don't, I, <laughs> right. I cannot do that. I, if it's not GPS, I mean, like I use GPS to walk, honestly, like I carry it around. I'm going to get mugged because I carried around like strange cities in the middle of the night. I got my phone out <laughs> trying to find directions. So yeah, it gets bad. It was funny living in. So we live in the Chicago burbs, um, but my wife and I lived in the city before the kids came along. And Chicago is funny because you know, of course, it, it burned to the ground, right? Uh, the Great Chicago Fire. And when they rebuilt it, they rebuilt it really well. Like, it's this very sensible grid system and streets and avenues and things are numbered well. And it makes a lot of sense until you get to the old part of the city that didn't burn down. And there are like five streets will just come together at weird angles. And there will be a roundabout for no reason. We don't have roundabouts. Like, it's funny, there's like three roundabouts in Chicago and they're just for no reason in the middle of nowhere and eight streets come together. 
And so it's like, if I was downtown, I was fine. And if I got out of downtown, I'm like, oh my God, I, I will never find anything. So if you want better, better traffic patterns, like burn your city to the ground and then start over. Uh, but people don't like to do that, I guess. We have so many roundabouts here. It's crazy. And so it's it's four streets. Well, I mean, two streets intersecting. And I'll go start going in the circle. And it's like I'm in a new dimension. And time is <laughs> right. Like as soon as I enter, it's like... Two more roads and I'm on the same road, but I can't. Theoretically, you're supposed to just like go across it. And it's right lined up. But as soon as I like enter a circle, I'm like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what happened. I don't know what to do. I know. Yeah. I know. And then if there's there if there's more than the two roads that connect, like you said, or sometimes they'll do like forks in a road, like the GPS will say, um, make a hard left because at this one place in Olathe, the suburb, suburb I live where there's a tr- uh, railroad tracks and it's like, make a hard left. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, what's a hard <laughs> left? And how is that different from a 90 degree angle? I from a regular <laughs> I can't, I hate, I can't. Um, Denver's kind of like that too with the confusing layout. They have, because I lived in Denver until I was eight um, and we go back there a lot and it has like the way the roads are not a grid. It's like diagonal. I don't know. It makes it so much more confusing. Yeah, you could tell like the cities that were planned versus the cities where the roads just ended up where people didn't build stuff. And that's how like the north side of Chicago is like that. Just all these and the river will cause something weird to happen every once in a while. And yeah, it's strange. Um, I the worst thing that happened was and I, you know, we we were in the city for a long time and there's not like a lot of places that I generally feel unsafe or anything. Like my wife went to University of Chicago and you know, we're kind of used to a lot of parts of the city, but I went to pick her up once. I, I don't know what I did. Like I was 30 miles away from where she was supposed to. I went completely the wrong interstate, the wrong way off the interstate. And I I turned down the street and it was like, and in Chicago, unfortunately, like sometimes is really, has been really gentrified in some areas. So there's just this like these weird demarcations where like I turned a corner and suddenly no one was stopping at the stoplight and there was a car on fire and there were like two people just standing next to the car on fire, having like a conversation, like this is a perfectly normal day. And there was a cop who like went through the red light and then left. And I'm like, oh, that's a real, that's a real good sign. Um, and so I'm literally like calling my wife, like, okay, I think I went the wrong way. There's a car on fire. Uh, you know, there's like three cars parked across the street. Like I'm going to turn around. And uh, yeah, it took me like an hour and a half. She's like waiting in a church parking lot. Uh, so yeah, sometimes it's not funny. Like sometimes you're like, oh my god, what did I? I think this was might have been early GPS or pre GPS. I remember one time. Um, so I have this friend that we've been friends since like seventh grade, and we always get lost together. And it's always like really sketchy situations. And one of the craziest ones was we went to Vegas and she had never been. And I was going for PubCon. It's for anyone listening, it's a marketing conference really big in our industry. So she came the weekend before and um, we saw this like juice bar on on maps that seems like a mile and a half away from mm. the hotel. So we're like, oh, that, that's, that'd be fun. Let's just walk there. So we don't think anything of it. It's more towards the the older yeah. part of Las Vegas, like where the older casinos are. And so I'd been over there. So I'm like, I think it's okay. 
So we start walking and probably like halfway, we realized that we started walking by this, either a hotel or an apartment building that was literally getting busted by the DEA. So we're just walking like on our, on our sidewalk, so oblivious, like minding our business. And then we see these DEA agents with battering rams and like full tactical gear, like crossing our paths to break into this hotel or apartment complex. And we're just like, oh, we should not be over <laughs> We don't want to be caught up on either side of what's going on here, right? Like, yeah. It's like no common sense of like, oh, I see some huge trucks ahead that have DEA on them. Maybe we shouldn't go that <laughs> yeah. way, but we didn't know where else to go. We just trudged on and I just walked by it. I don't know. It's very, I mean, it's, you can joke, but it's very stressful sometimes, especially like if you're late or you know you're going the wrong way, because I don't know how to correct for it, right? Right. Yes. Like, I, I'll stop and ask. I, I'm okay with that. But, you know, if you're on the highway or something like that, you can't always do that. I mean, GPS helps a lot. Lower Wacker is really bad in Chicago. Um, it's the, in the, oh, which Batman was it? The first Dark Knight one, where they have the car chase under all the bridges and things. It looks like it's kind of, okay, so that's oh, Lower yes. Wacker in Chicago. Yeah. And it's like a road built on another road. And there used to actually be like part of the city, like underground stores and things along the street. And that's mostly gone. But it's really weird. It, it's all like docks and things. And your GPS just like dies as soon as you enter. And all the exits are like, it's like three lanes, basically underground. It's not a tunnel, but it's kind of like, it's a little hard to explain. But it's like there's a road on top of you. Yeah, it's like a bridge. And then all the exits are just like, okay, now exit. You know, like like this. And yeah, like the GPS just goes out as soon as you go down there. And it's one of those things like if you know it and you're from Chicago, it's kind of magical because you can like go down into Lower Wacker and come out where you want to be and miss a whole lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, yeah, it feels like you're in that Batman chase scene. Like, I, I need to get out of here, but I have no idea what's going on. In the But Vegas is funny because my buddy yeah. and I got, this was a long time ago, like 20 years ago, before the strip was kind of continuous, like when it was sort of like mm -hmm. uh, clusters of hotels. And we were going up to something kind of on the edge of the strip and did the same thing. Like, thought it wasn't that far. And it was 120 degrees that week. Oh, my God. And the middle of the strip back then was just like desert like you left you know you're when you're in vegas normally like walking by hotels like the doors are open the ac is like pumping into the street there's fountains right. you know it's it's kind of ridiculous and then suddenly we're basically just like in the middle of the desert and it's like 120 we've never been there we're like i don't know what this place is we're trying to get to but let's just go back <laughs> it's not worth it <laughs> i give up Let's go back to where the air conditioning is just flowing into the streets, you know. That's the other thing with Vegas is like nothing is as close as you think because cause the properties are yeah. so big and you have to cross like suddenly you're like walking by a replica of, of, you know, Paris. And then it's like you have to walk another 20 minutes to get across the street. I don't I don't understand. You have to like go over bridges and there's not real sidewalks on some of the places. I don't know. And indoors is worse almost, and which I like, I'm usually okay in like malls and things. For some reason I'm okay in buildings, okay. but Vegas is so like sprawl, <laughs> you know, you just connect from hotel to hotel to hotel and yeah. you know, you can end up 
in completely different buildings. Yeah, they could treat Reno's like that too. Uh, take like a bunch of hotels all interconnect. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to go back to my room. And suddenly you're like four hotels over. And then you're in a casino. So like there's no windows. They all look the same. You know, they're designed to not be escaped, basically. Yeah, that's like casinos are like a prison if you have no direction sense. <laughs> like they, and Ikea. Casinos and Ikea. They're like designed to not let you leave. So we have one Ikea in Kansas City. I know the exact door that I need to get to to get to like the actual products. So I've like memorized my route from the entrance to that exact door. And I will not, I will <laughs> not leave my route. If you like go off to look at something like, oh, that's a nice spatula or whatever that is. And then you're like, no. And there's no logic. I feel like. And I'm part Swedish, so whatever, you know, whatever that is, I didn't get it. Whatever that categorization scheme, because it's like, oh, well, this seems like bathwares. And it's like, well, no, it's, you know, toilet plungers and stuffed animals and towels and sofas. Like, I don't know what that scheme is. Like, I don't know what UX, like, who who designed how these things fit together. So that that's a nightmare. Yeah, IKEA for me is like. Uh, it's not even like a guy thing. Like I, I'm, I don't mind shopping, and I like what IKEA has. But man, I, that's like a horror mm-hmm. movie for me to be trapped in the IKEA. There's actually a book called Horror Store S T O R that's oh. that. it's like a horror book about IKEA and like things. Oh no! At night. It's it's more of like a satire, but it's really funny. I can't. I don't think I could even read that. Even if it was a satire, I would be traumatized. I feel like if you have to have navigational signs in your store to tell people where to go, that's a sign to you <laughs> that you've made it too complicated. Well, I think it's on purpose. Like, I think they want you to wander all the various things for all those impulse buys that you've never seen anywhere else that you really don't need, but you're going to buy. Um, so, yeah, I think it's completely deliberate. Right. And it's weird, too, because suddenly there'll just be like you're looking for the bathroom or something. and It's just like a curtain. You're like, oh, walk through this curtain. And then you're in a completely different part of the store. There's no hallway. There's no, you know, it's like sprawling hallways to the things they want you to buy. And then no obvious way to get to anywhere else. Right. I Another store that I thought of while we're talking is Costco. Now, I don't know if you go to Costco. It seems like it would be simple. They have like the straight aisles, but they purposely don't put what's in each aisle because I read that like it's kind of the same thing. They want you to go through every aisle so you buy more. But that pisses me off because I learned at Costco. Oh, right. Yeah, there's no labels, right? Like there's no sign with the here's the things down this aisle. Yeah. I learn I learn my locations and then suddenly I go there and there's like a two-ton crate of, you know, apple <laughs> juice instead of what I wanted. And they just move it. Right. And we go a lot. Like we we go abnormally often to Costco, and yeah, I have so many texts back and forth to my wife that are basically just "Where are you in the Costco?" <laughs> and yeah, you can't even say like "I'm by the eggs" because the eggs aren't where they were three weeks ago. Uh, no. And if you're trying to find the Swiffer refills or something, like we just split up. I'm, it'll be like it's funny because it'll be like, okay, you get the whole shopping list except for the Swiffer refills and I'll go look for those because that's going to take me 30 minutes, right? You will, you will have found all the food before I find that. That's our division of labor and it will somehow end up, we'll get to the end at the same time. You know. 
I mean, can you imagine if they switched landmarks while we were driving? Like they switched stuff in the Costco. I mean, thank God that. <laughs> it just moved buildings, just like Inception, you know. Yeah. I mean, we would never survive, you and me. Like we wouldn't make it up. No, no. We, yeah, we would just curl up and die, basically. That's what I would do. I would just stop on the road, curl up and die. My only only choice. Another thing that's stressful is like when you're driving and your GPS doesn't work. And when that happens to my husband, we'll be out on a country road, you know, trying to go to another bigger city. And he'll be like, it's fine. This I know the street goes east to west, so it'll eventually hit the cross street we need to hit. And I'm like, no, we live out here with the cows now. Like we're gone. Our GPS doesn't work. I I can't, I can't do that. I can't just drive on country roads. Yeah. When people say that, that's like magic to me. I'm like, you might as well be, that might as well be an incantation. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just doomed. You're probably like that with city. Cause I know when I've been in Chicago or other cities, sometimes the GPS won't work in the city because the buildings are so high. Oh yeah. They've gotten better, but that's good. At least we got the car one and the phone. (laughs) We have backups. Yeah, and it's funny. I'm good at I'm good with maps. Like you know, when I knew where to go, I could kind of visualize things on the map. But if I have to kind of do it in my head, yeah, forget it. My wife did um just for fun. I can't remember what the book is called. The um oh god, something about Einstein. Part of the book is about these competitions where people memorize decks of cards. Okay. Um, I can't. I'm totally blanking on the book. And so she decided to try and learn this trick and it's like one of the tricks is you visualize each uh you know like if it's jack or uh, spades jack and spades each have like one is an item and one is a location so you're memorizing you know you you memorize certain pairings and then you memorize them at a location and so you can take a new deck of cards once you know these combinations and then look at the cards and tie it to these things you've already memorized right and so you can get a whole new deck and like memorize that deck. Um, and she managed to do like one deck, uh, which was pretty impressive. But it involves like visualizing these th- these pairings on you know corners of a street in your mind. And she's like, oh yeah, you just like you you kind of visualize the buildings, and then you know it's like Han Solo eating a pineapple next to, on First Street. I'm like, as soon as you added a location to this. I can't even do three, you know, like I can't, like, what are you talking about? It's like, no, you just visualize them at the corner of, and you're walking down the street. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Like I, I cannot see myself walking down a street in my mind at, you know. It's too many variables. Like yeah. to her, it's one intersection, but to me, it's too many variables to imagine. Yeah. There's just like a whole street in her mind with buildings and people and, they're all hanging out, having a good time. And yeah, to me, it's just like a car on fire. People flying through the stop sign. I know. I agree. And I, one other thing I was thinking about is like, my husband will say, oh, you know, like how sunsets are always in the West, I think. And then sunrise is in the East. So whenever we were looking at houses, he would say like, oh, this house faces West. So we would see the sun, the sunrise in this window. And I don't, I mean, I don't even know how he knows that. Just, 
he's like a bird or something. Like, how does he know? I'm always, and the thing that, here's what bothers me about that. Like, okay, as a scientist, I know that's true and I appreciate it. But at like two o'clock in the afternoon, that information is totally useless. Yes. Like, it'll always be like 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. where I have to figure that out. She's like, and my wife will be like, oh, well, you know, you got to follow the sun. Like, I don't know if it's east. Like, it's just above me right now. What is that? Right. Like, I don't know what direction the sun is going. It doesn't have like an arrow. The sun should have an arrow. You know, it should be like pointing where it moves. If Elon Musk or somebody, forget the stupid billboards in the sky. Just put the like east, west, north, south, east, west. I can't even name them in order. That's how bad I am. You know, just put that in the sky, like on a space billboard. Yes, I love that. So it's always there. I'd be okay with that. And people always say the north, south, east, west for like the sides of your house too. Like one time I was getting landscaping done and he's like, now is this on the east side? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's on the side that faces the the street. I don't know what. I, <laughs> right. I, the way I describe stuff is not directions. It's like, oh, it's the side that faces the street, like I said, or it's the side that has this bush. Like it's like I'm good at anchoring objects to it. You got to name some other street or something, right? Like, yeah. If you had said, oh, it's by the Dairy Queen and I know where the Dairy Queen is, then I'm good. But if, right, but if right. you know, the directions, I'm not good. But so I can anchor with objects, but not direction. Yeah. Now that's what's funny. I, in our house, in our family, I am in charge of knowing what we have. Like I have a mental inventory of everything in our house, basically. Like the mm-hmm. kids, like you pile everybody's socks in a basket. I could separate everyone's socks. No problem. Right. Right. And to the point that it's like stressful, like clutter really bothers me because it's all in my head. You know, like I'm, like I'm keeping track of it. And so it's so weird because it's like, it's not a memory problem. It's like a spatial, it's like a spatial skill. And whatever is in charge of that is on vacation or broken. They're very, very angry with me. I think you're exactly right because my husband or our son could be like, hey, where's my butterfly book? And I'd say, oh, it's in the second pile upstairs on the landing under, you know, the train book. Right. And it sat there for a year. Yeah. And and that's exactly where it is. Or he'll say, I dropped my glasses. Where are they? I don't know where they are. And I, I'll say, oh, it's behind our bed on the right side. Like, I know that. Right. So I'm like, you. I think maybe all our memory and brain has been taken up with everybody else's crap. <laughs> and so we don't know where we are. Well, I think it's funny too, you know, and you can stereotype what, you know, I, I as a man, I certainly stereotype is more that men have that sense of direction. I don't know if that's true. Like we're definitely reversed, but I would say like, regardless of gender or the couple, there's always that over time, that division of labor, right? of mental labor. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're bad at a certain thing and the other person is really good at it, like directions, it gets worse over time. Almost. So true. Right. Like you, you kind of rely on them to like take that over because they're good at it. Right. And so it's like, I'm in charge now. It's not like we signed any contract, but like my wife is in charge of directions and I'm in charge of generally knowing where things are. You know, and so the kids are going to come ask me like where something is, uh, but they're never going to ask me 
how to get somewhere. In fact, now my kids are eight and 11. My daughter, if we go to like the mall without my wife for some reason, like pre-pandemic, I guess we haven't been to the mall in a little while, but (laughs) I will be like, okay, you two, you were in charge of the car. Like you remember where the car is uh, and and they have to like find it for me, uh, which is probably really dangerous. That makes me think of that. Did you ever watch Seinfeld back in the day? Yeah. They were stuck in a parking garage. Oh, and they get lost in the parking garage. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my nightmare. Parking garages. I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Oh, and there, because they all, everything looks the same. I I know. And then you finally are ready to get out. You exit. And so you're turning, turning, turning. Suddenly you're like five levels below earth and nowhere near being at the top. You're further down somehow. And oh my gosh. We were in a condo that had a parking garage and I would get lost in our own parking garage. (laughs) Uh, Like the one that we owned uh, a piece of. Yeah. And it was only four stories. So it wasn't maybe three. It wasn't even that. I used to, in the condo, I used to get off sometimes just absentmindedly. Like if the elevator door opened, I would just get off the elevator mm-hmm. and have no idea that I was on the wrong floor till I like walked to where our condo was and it was the wrong number. Like I would have to like go down the hallway and get there. And we were at the very end of the hall to realize I was in the wrong place. Oh my God. Um, and we had like knockoff, um, contemporary modern art paintings i think mark um mark rothko we had like mark rothko knockoffs on every floor so i had to like memorize you know which is also a terrible form of art to try and tell apart you know because it's like oh the one with the red square and the blue square instead of the red square and the aqua square (laughs) you know like that's a terrible artist to try and build your bearings around yeah i had to memorize like which rothko painting was on each end of each floor and what was embarrassing is my two-year-old at the time my daughter who was two before we moved she would just run down the hall get away from us get on the elevator go down to the gym and like know exactly where she was going and come back get back on the elevator come back upstairs five minutes later she would just like go through the whole building and come back home she was like two you know so well and i hate the parking garages where there's no separate stairs. So if you do get lost, you have to like manually walk. Oh, you have to like loop up the thing, right? <laughs> we have a hospital that's like that. Yeah, you just have to like walk up it. and It's like the walk of shame. <laughs> it's power. You're clicking the thing. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of wrap things up today, um, I know it's pretty evident, like neither of us are ever going to get better at this, but <laughs> if you saw some, <laughs> some like poor soul in a parking garage or downtown or somewhere else that's lost, what, what would you say to them? Just some words of encouragement to kind of wrap it up. Oh my God. I, I just, I pull out my phone, you know, I, I will always be there for you with my GPS and not in any other way. That's the only way I can help you or to find an authority figure. Because, uh, yeah, I got nothing. And people ask me for directions all the time because I think I'm kind of an unthreatening person. Hmm, I could see that. And, and when I'm in strange cities, people ask me for directions. I'm like, you have no idea what a terrible mistake you're making. That's my advice. That's my advice. Go, like, go literally ask anyone else. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm trying to save you. <laughs> That's the only way they'll survive. (laughs) 
Oh, that's so funny. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if people want to learn more about you or talk to you online, where could they do that? Uh, probably Twitter is the best bet. I'm at dr underscore Pete on Twitter, Dr. Pete. And yeah, if you don't mind a lot of marketing, <laughs> but happy to chat direction sense. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget to, you know, like and subscribe and all that jazz. And until next time, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Story Shout Podcast. Don't forget to review us on iTunes and connect with us on social media at Story Shout or online at storyshout.co. Until next time, stay normal.